Praise the Lord. Good, a good day today. I want If there is a, a title to this message, I was going to just title it Pentecost Sunday, but then I, I, it dawned on me as I was looking at through my notes and like the whole premise of the message is going to, it's really, it's a, I want to encourage it's it's encouragement to move into the awkward and even a little bit uncomfortable because as the Holy Spirit invades you or me or our space, the, the, the initial um, interaction with the Holy Spirit is always going to be a little awkward and sometimes a little uncomfortable. And so I want to encourage us to move into past through the awkwardness and through the uncomfortableness. And on the other side is, I believe, a blessedness. So Acts chapter 2 is where I want to start. Actually, I want to read a, a I actually want to read the entirety of the chapter, which is a little over 40 verses of 47, I believe, 48 verses. And I will pause and talk about a couple things, because, um, and then I want to uh, hit something very specific in particular that I believe that the Holy Spirit wants us to, um, to engage in. You know, we've, we've spoken, we know of, and we know who the Holy Spirit is, Correct. I'm going to ask that question as a rhetorical question and say, yes, we know that God the Holy Spirit is God who dwells inside of us. And God the Holy Spirit is, is constantly moving us, pushing us, pulling us. Uh, I, sometimes there's a push, sometimes there's a pull, sometimes there's a two-by-four upside the head, sometimes there's jail time, sometimes there's a, a, a car crash, sometimes there's tragedy, sometimes there's, there's beauty and blessings, but... Everything that exists in the world that happens and that takes place in the world, the Holy Spirit's involved in to bring you and, and draw you and highlight Jesus. Hello? I mean, if I could say that in a way, which I just did, that's how it is. God is, God is moving. I, I love that, gosh, from the beginning, from the very beginning, it says that the Spirit hovered over the face of the earth. And I think that that has not changed. God, the Spirit, hovers constantly looking, pushing, pulling, dragging, doing what he can to get us to see Jesus, open our eyes, uh, take off blinders, uh, move stuff out of the way, move mountains, move barriers, pull us out from the dead, from a pit that we're in. God, the Holy Spirit, is moving. Hello? He's always been moving, and he will always be moving. And he's moving us to Jesus. And that's so so when we get to this place called Pentecost, I think it's so awesome because it's, a, it's something totally different takes place in the world. Um, history is actually changed in a, in, a, in a format from the Holy Spirit now moving around and moving, hovering. Now he's penetrating hearts and souls, moving into you and into me. I like that. Come on, does anybody like that? Okay, good. I like that. I, I'm glad we are here. And I'm glad that... Are you glad you live in the time you which you live in? I, I, maybe there ought to be a check there. Because it's where God perfectly, precisely placed you. Be glad. Be glad. I, I sometimes think, oh, I, I would have really liked to have lived in this area and this time frame you know, whether it's back in the old West days or, you know, thinking, oh, man, that'd be fun. Then I'm then I like, ah, oh, air conditioning is pretty nice. Uh, then I go back like, well, maybe I'd like to be an old Viking, you know, back in the early, you know, 12, 1400s. Be like, 
no, I think I like last living past 20, so, so that's not bad either. So then I think, oh, maybe I'll like go back to live where Jesus lived, like in that time frame. I'm like, no, I like Nikes. They're pretty cool. I mean, they fit well, and they, they, my feet, you know, sandals, I don't know. My feet are kind of nasty looking. My, wife, my daughter calls them crusty. So, I mean, to, I mean, there's a lot of little things that I might think, oh, this is, this is, uh, this is where crispy, I'm sorry, crispy. Yeah, I call them crusty. She calls them crispy. Yeah. But, but what, what I'm saying is this is, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we could look at and say, ooh. Or uh, or eh. But I, I think our, our focus needs to be on like, wow, and awe, and yes, and amen. And see where God wants to move us, and see how far God wants to take us, and see in which uh, level, at what level, He wants to bless us and use us right where we are, as opposed to looking at like, oh God, this is such a horrible time we live in. Uh, that sounded really funny. I can't wait to listen to that one on the podcast. That'll be funny. Mm. Acts chapter two. I'm going to get to my notes, or I won't have time to finish because this is this is super good. So when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. Pause. I like this because this. I'm, I know I got through one verse. Um, here's something that takes place here that I think is we need to highlight: is they were all together in one place. They showed up, they arrived, they came to the meeting place. They were there, they were present. Hello? Okay, so I think that's something that is noteworthy enough to say that's a place where we need to be involved in. Hello? You ready to be preached to, including myself? We need to show up. Come on, brothers and sisters, we need to be showing up when... God's door is open, we should be there because that's where God is looking to show up. I think it's awesome. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse, uh, I'm pretty sure it's just 25. Let us consider how to stir one another up, stir one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as some, as is the habit of some. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. That the day is referring to the day that Christ returned. And we see the day drawing nearer and nearer. Hello? Anybody awake? Yes. And we are. And we see it. It's clear. It's very obvious that the day is drawing nearer and nearer. So let us continue to meet together let us not get into a habit of getting comfortable. Remember I said this is going to be a title. Awkward and uncomfortable. I remember during the pandemic, and I don't even like to use that phrase, but we, that's the only way I can identify. We can all identify to that time frame where we didn't meet together. Here, presently, in a building, we stayed home on a Sunday mornings. Two months can I confess to you guys? I got really comfortable. I got really comfortable. It, it scared me how comfortable I got. No, it startled me, scared me. Uh, it woke me up to like, wow, this is comfortable. 
on a Sunday morning just chilling home with my family. I mean, the bummer part is there was no baseball, no football, no nothing on t- no nothing to really watch on TV. Just be with my family and do yard work. I got the floors done. I did this, I did that. But there was a comfort in just that. Just being me. Just chilling with just me and my family. That's not a bad thing. But it's a comfortable place to be. And God is moving us into awkwardness and uncomfortableness. You may say, well, gosh, isn't that what, is that what church is about? Well, I think Noel hit it on the head this morning. It's like, this is a little awkward and uncomfortable to like get up and like, like hug people. And, and, uh, uh, and, and, you know, our brother Alfonso is not here this morning, but he makes it a thing to where he hugs everybody. And that probably makes some people uncomfortable. They're not used to being hugged. But you come to church and it's like, man, all these people, they hug you. And they tell you, wow, it's good to see you. I'm glad you're here. It's like, really? I don't Man, I show up at work on Monday morning, and it's like, what are you doing here? Uh, uh, and and, and that, that, that is normal. So, so when we come into this place, there's this uncomfortableness that's, that should be taking place. And we should be encouraging one another. Encouraging one another. And towards what? Love and good works. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? That's the, that ought to be our focus and our motion Towards as we see the day drawing near, encouraging one another towards love and good works. What do you see a lot of the, the um, I, I, don't, what, I don't know what you call them. I don't know if there's a name for them, but the end times preachers that it seems as though that is the opposite. It's, there's an encouragement to, to hide, to go, to build up, to store up, and to... to Vote against this and fight against that and, 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 and stand against all of this and all of that. And, and we, need to, we need to be these beastly people that are like standing firm. And I, and I read the Bible and it says, encourage one another towards love and good works. And I'm like, as you see the day drawing near, I'm like, isn't that, isn't that what being as the, uh, uh, 12, the, the, ten, the ten virgins being lit is? Truly lit. I, I could say that. That's biblical. I'm tired of the world stealing biblical things and making them ugly. The rainbow still means God's promise. Hello? That still means that to me. Come on. Whew. Ah. Gosh. Verse 2. <laughs> Ready? I, I, yeah, I'm gonna try. I, I try it only. I think I might stop one other time. I think. <sighs> I catch my breath. And suddenly there came from heaven. This is what happened because they were all together. Came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak it. Speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I don't know about you, but that's, if, uh, uh, this is, this doesn't count as a pause, so, so don't count it against me. But uh, there is an awkward uncomfortableness into 
praying in another language, speaking and praying in the, your heavenly language, um, which, which is why I think a lot of people avoid it, stay away from it, and just say, well, that's for some of the other people over there or across the street or with that other religious people or that other denomination. And I want to encourage you and challenge you to move into something that may be awkward and uncomfortable and ask the Lord if he's, ask the Lord to give you a heavenly language, a prayer language, a language of tongues. It's beautiful. It's, it's a blessing. I, I encourage you. It's something that I participate, practice in quite frequently. Um, and it's, uh, um, I don't have a clue as to what I'm praying or saying, but I love it because it's the Lord. I feel like I just, I just engage with what the Lord is wanting to. I, I don't even know what I'm doing or saying. All I know is I'm a being obedient and praying in another language. Uh, if you want to talk about it further, I'd love to sit down and we could, um, we could talk about it. But I, I want to encourage you because that's sometimes it's that uncomfortable thing that we that is that is a part of scripture, that is a part of Christianity, that is a part of us that we just don't go because it's just too odd and awkward and uncomfortable. This is a time to move in and past that. Amen? Okay, I'm going to move on in, in and past that. Verse 5, And now there were, there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this, this sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us hear how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language Parthians and Medes and Eliamites and residents of Mesopotamia Judea Cappadocia Pontus and Asia Phrygia Pamphylia Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome both Jews and proselytes Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others, mocking, said they are filled with new wine. So here's the planned pause that I'm going to talk about for a second. What, what, they were being obedient to the words of Jesus who said, Stay here until this time frame. Jesus told them right before he ascended up to heaven, said, I want you to stay here in Jerusalem. But that's what I, I think I know what you're asking. And that was my next pause is that's why I'm going to talk about is why they are all here. They're meeting together from all over parts of the world, places from all over parts of the world. It, what it, they're gathering together in Jerusalem, which is the three times a year that the Jews were called to gather to Jerusalem to celebrate this feast, this feast of Shavuot which also known as the Feast of Weeks, which is a celebration of what? Is a looking back to something that took place a long time ago, and they celebrate this. They call it a feast, the Feast of Weeks. They call it Shavuot. Do you guys know what it is? It's a celebration of what? It's history. Come on, somebody's got to know a little bit of church history. It's the giving of the law. The giving of the law to Moses. So they're looking at this and, and so here they're coming and they're celebrating the giving of the law to Moses. And they're thanking God and celebrating in Jerusalem to say thank you God for the giving of the law. Do you see what's taking place here? Okay, so what's actually taking place here 
is those were gathering together to honor the law that was given to Moses. And the Holy Spirit shows up and makes a mess of things. Makes an absolute mess of things in a good way. Because all these people are now are speaking, that they're Galileans, they're fishermen. They're people that don't speak other language. They're speaking the language of their forefathers and their ancestors telling the great works of God. But, but what about the law? We're here to celebrate the law. And you see why? And some of them were like confused. What's happening? And some were mocking. But do you see what is happening here? This is, I, I want us to see this clearly because if we don't see this clearly, I think we can miss sometimes even the Holy Spirit showing up right here in your midst. Showing up, and if you're looking for something other than what God is doing, and if you look for something, well, God should be doing it this way. God, you need to be a little more stoic. God, you need to like, you need to be, you need to have your act together. You need to make sure that this this does this, this does that, and that happens. And if it doesn't, boy, that's weird. They start rolling and dancing and doing cartwheels. I'm out of here, right? That would be. <laughs> but here's what. <laughs> They didn't do cartwheels. They only had flames of fire on their heads. That's super weird. Isn't it? I mean, come on. Tongues of fire on your dancing on their heads? I I don't know. It's 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 yeah, it's like to me that sounds like a bunch of uh, I, I I don't even know like like snake tongues or something and it's like what this is that had to have looked awkward and definitely made them a little uncomfortable but here's the thing when their focus was on but we're here to celebrate the law they couldn't see what God was actually doing right in front of them and because they couldn't see they chose not to see what God was doing right in front of them they mocked what God was doing right in front of them they made fun of it they made fun of it, and God was right smack in the middle of it. Let's move on because that's a, that's a deep one, and we need to let God, the Holy Spirit, each of us encourage us to really seek the Lord and seek the moving of his spirit so that we can catch it, so that we are a part of it and not against it. Amen? Amen to that one. I say yes and amen. Whew, where am I at? Okay. Oh, and also do you see, okay, that's the birthing of the church. Yes, the Holy Spirit coming and now dwelling inside of us. But do you see something also that takes place here? Is that this is also the, the, the move of world evangelism. Because they're all here from different parts of the world. They see, they witness the greatness of God, and then they go back home. What do they go back home with? God. And they take God with them and bring it to their part of the world. Hello? That's a pretty good plan by God, don't you think? Yeah, man didn't come up with that one. Nope, that's all God. So verse 14, but Peter standing with the 11. This is awesome because I love the pe preaching of pre Peter. Standing with the 11, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea. And all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. 
And in the last days it shall be, it shall be God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male and servants and female servants. In those days I will pour out my spirit. And they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above. And signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and vapor and smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes. The great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, verse 22. Hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst. As you yourselves know, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. You crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand and that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah there. Amen. (coughs) Excuse me. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this day, being therefore a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would, he would set one of his descendants on his throne. He foresaw and spoke with, about the resurrection of Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh See corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses, (laughs) being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, He has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words he, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. And then he goes on to say, and this is, um, read to the end of the chapter, because it's part of the message I want to share. 
And they, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together, were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all, as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Hallelujah. So this is what takes place. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit moves in, <laughs> not just over, but into the hearts of believers. All who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And here's all that Peter says is when they ask, what do we do? Repent and be baptized. That's so cool. How simple is that? Simple. I said simple. I didn't say easy. I said simple. It's a move to just simply turn away from my sin and now turn towards Jesus. Amen? <clears throat> so let us, I want to turn our attention to something that ta is taking place here. And it's the transforming power of God's presence in the midst of our gathering together in worship of Him. Not only in song, but in word and in fellowship. Because that's what takes place here. In song, in word, and in fellowship. And this is awesome because I think it's really fantastic. That, like, again, this is an awkward discomfort that we're moving into. So I want to strongly encourage you <clears throat> to move into and against... So, so it's almost like you have to move out of the comfort zone and move into the discomfort zone of the safe and silent worship. Hello? Okay. I know it's, it's, it's a thing. <clears throat> I engage in it every once in a while. Silent worship. What is that? where you just sit and listen hello that's not a bad thing it's a good thing but when I would like to encourage you to move into this place of lifting up your voice lifting up your voice in song and worship isn't that a little bit okay for some that's not fair like you know Mike and Noel and you know my Aunt Maria and Kinsey, there's some of you, I, it's, it's really natural and normal for you to just lift your voice up in worship. And I'm not talking about you folks there, because you guys like that's easy for you. But there's some of us that it's really awkward to sing. Not only to sing, but have you ever noticed something? I want to I point out something real quick. Where's Carson? Is Carson even in the room? What up, buddy? <clears throat> that young man, he could sing songs off the, I mean, it's like, where did you hear this song? I've never even heard that song before. Yeah, you over there laughing, aren't you? Because it's like he, and it's, it's really irritating because he doesn't sing well. <laughs> right? No, I, I'm just calling, you know, the spade a spade. He doesn't sing well. But it doesn't stop him. It's like it doesn't even cause him to pause. And he's going at it, and he's singing these songs. I'm like, where did you hear that song? 
I didn't even know that song. Like, that's a weird song in itself. And, you know, and then I'm like, looking like, oh, that kind of sounds kind of cool. I wish it sounded better, but it sounds kind of cool. <clears throat> I'm picking on him because I can, and it's okay. He, he'll, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. <laughs> uh, but have you ever noticed how awkward it is to worship as opposed to just sing a secular, popular song? Hello? Hello? Come on, let's, let's really like look into what it actually is. Because I believe there's something that happens in a pouring out of my heart and soul when I'm actually worshiping a God that I really don't see, but I'm, I'm, I'm pouring out me to God. That's what worship is, is where I pour me out. I'm crying out. And lifting up God bigger than me, higher than me. Help me. I, I, I need you. I want you. I love you. That's what worship is in a, in a, in a really like a real small little nutshell. But that awkwardness is something that when we push into it and push through it, I believe that there's something that really takes place. I think there's a powerful freedom that's available to every one of us through this simple yet awkward form of worship in a crying out in song. Hello? I mean, do, you, do you, the rest of you recognize it as something that takes place? Like, like um, what's the, gosh, and I'm, my mind's going blank here for a second, but there's, a, there's so many popular secular songs that, uh, you know, one is, I think it's Journey that sings it is, uh, gosh, see, see, I say the name and you might, the song might come to your head instantly. Yeah, Don't Stop Believing. Like that, that song comes on and everybody in the room is, don't stop believing, woo, you know, and you're like, oh yeah, we're all lovey-dovey friends because we know the song and you'll just blast it and sound as horrible as I just did, right? Hello? Come on. That song comes on and you guys all go at it. I have never seen that song come on in a group where everybody doesn't just engage in it. With no inhibitions at all. Hello? Come on. You guys with me? Am I the only one that notices that? And then a worship song comes on and we're just like, I'm silent worshiping. I'm just listening. Come on, let's engage. Move into it. Move through it. God is on the other side of it. Hello? Amen. So I'm going to move, move into the, the uh, that's the first thing. I, and the second is allow God to move you through preaching. The preaching of the good news of God's word. Why does that, as soon as I say the word preaching, what, what, what goes on in your head? There's a stigma with it. Hello? Come on, I, I'm just trying to engage with you guys. The stigma is this. I'm preaching at you, at you, down to you. Well, I'm trying to break that stigma. But when we hear that word, that's not what the Bible intended it to be. That's not what, how the Bible actually describes it. The Bible, every time they uses the word preaching, it always comes behind it. The good news, the gospel. God's grace and goodness. 
every time that word is used in the Bible, and it's used a lot, is good news with it. Hello? So I think that there's something that we, when we hear it, we kind of like disengage a little bit because I'm like, ah, don't preach at me. And even we say the phrase that actually implies it heavily. Practice what you preach, brother. Because that, what that is implying is I'm preaching down at you, and so therefore I need to also do the same as I preach down at you too. Does it not? Come on, you guys with me? Come on, come on. This is, this is engagement. Don't make me get up here and preach all by myself. We're doing it together. Amen? Okay. In Romans chapter 10, verse 14, this is pretty cool, uh, through 15, he says it this way says, how then, this is awesome. Listen, this is actually what the Bible says. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? <clears throat> and how are they to believe in him whom they have never heard? Hello? Are you tracking? So you have to, to call on the name of the Lord, there must be, something must take place. There's a process. How can they call on him whom they've never believed? And how can they believe in whom they've never heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching? Hello? And it's the good news. And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. So this is an encouragement to move past the awkwardness and through the uncomfortableness of allowing God's word to be spoken to you and speaking God's word to others. And if, if you don't want to call it preaching, then call it speaking the words of God. But the Bible calls it preaching. Do you know that there's, you know that the devil can quote the Bible. But you know what the devil can't do? Preach. Because preaching is empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's empowered from the Spirit of God. So when you feel like this condemnation, so you might be able to sense it. There's a condemnation with, uh, uh, you know, the Bible says this, the Bible says that. And, and that's not always preaching. Because preaching comes with good news. Hello? The good news is God's loving grace that meets you right where you're at pulls you up from any pit that you may have put yourself into or somebody else did and says I still love you I love you right where you're at so much so that I don't want to leave you where you're at that's love that's love and that's good news that God doesn't leave me in the pig pen hello Hallelujah. That's worth preaching about. That's worth talking about. That's worth sharing. And that's love. Amen? Hallelujah. John Piper says this, Preaching is a peculiar kind of worshiping speech designed by God for bringing the glories of His Word to the people of His favor for the awakening of worship. That's total John Piper. He's like, he says a lot of words that like, it's really good. So I'll, I'll say it again because I'll quote it again. Preaching is a peculiar kind of worshiping speech designed by God for bringing the glories of His Word to the people of His favor for the awakening of worship. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Third, this is to engage in awkward discomfort is this fellowship. Fellowship in his spirit is something entirely otherly worldly. Spirit led fellowship is otherworldly, it's not a club. Because clubs have like-minded people. To join it, you must pay the dues and you must think and you must agree with what their, what their uh, um, bylaws are. This is, fellowship is, it go, goes way beyond a gathering of like-minded people. It challenges us to actually love one another. To actually listen to one another. To actually help one another. And to actually bless one another. That's what spirit-filled fellowship looks like. There's action taking place. Not just words. And we accept all. Hello? Fellowship is... True acceptance. True acceptance. Hallelujah. In John chapter 4, verse 23, says this. <clears throat> this is where I'm going to sum it up. The hour is coming and now is here. This is John's conversation with the woman at the well. The hour is coming and now is here. <laughs> I don't know why I like that phrase. Sometimes the fr- simple phrases of Jesus like really get me good. Now is here. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And the Father is seeking such people to worship Him in this way. So as we gather together, my prayer this morning, when we do gather, as our voices are lifted up in song, The preaching of the good news takes place not only by me, but even by you, by whoever has a word to speak or preach. The fellowship of the saints as we encourage and spur one another on to good works. Towards grace, towards forgiveness. When when these things, grace and forgiveness, restoration, not only are freely received, but freely given. That our hearts would be awakened. Our hearts would be awakened. Our eyes would be open. The Spirit of God would, would come inside and, and just rejuvenate us and cause us to just jump. Something inside would take place. There, there would be an, an awakening. There would be something alive that would make you, that like, cause you to like, be alert and awake. Um. I got to share this because it's uh, it just just hit me like to to share it. There's there's a there's a thing. In fact, there is a movie out called The Blind Side. Um, but there, there's something that took place that when I was playing football in high school, there was there was, uh, um, and I think I've shared this before, but I want us to hear this because because this is what actually happened. It actually happened to me like very like oh. <laughs> Where it put me on my back, actually, like literally, my feet got knocked out from under me because 
because I, I, I was a strong side linebacker, and as this play started coming over towards my side, my only duty was to, to keep that play, drive it into the inside so that they could make the tackle over there, the middle side linebackers. So I had to like try to get outside of this play as the runner was coming out, trying to get outside and around me. I was trying to get him inside. And there's this, this guy that's over here that he's playing this play. It's called, he's just a receiver, but he's called, it's called a crackback block. It literally is called that for a reason. Because if you don't know that it's there and it's going to happen, you're looking this way and you're running this way at the same time. This guy's coming at you. And he's, he's coming at you. He's hoping that you don't turn your head and spot him. And I did not turn my head and spot him one time. One time, because all of a sudden, wham, he, he slammed me, and I was on my back, and my back was cracked. <laughs> Not literally, but I, I was on my back, and that guy took off running, and he made a whole bunch of yards, and I got, and my coach pulled me off to the sideline. Next play. Didn't even let me play another play. He picked me up by the shoulder pads and said, what were you looking at? Were you asleep? On the job, that was your only job. And, and I was like, oh, sorry, coach. <laughs> All I knew to do was apologize, but you know what? It did. It caused me to, it woke me up because it got knocked on my back. But you see what happens, I believe what's happening here in our world today is there's a lot of stuff that's just coming at us and we're getting cracked back, cracked back, cracked. Let it wake us up. Let it wake us up. Allow the Holy Spirit to come and wake us up. I know, we're, you know, there's going to be so many things we're, we, we want to look for. Jesus, come back. Yes, have, hallelujah. Please, Jesus, come back. But let's not fall asleep when there's work to be done. There's good works to be taken place. And there's encouragement that we need to, there's souls to be saved. We can't draw into ourselves and become selfish and say, God, take me out of here. This place is a mess. And I'm like, Lord, I, I don't want to run from something that's difficult, challenging. I don't think that's the Spirit of God. I think the Spirit of God wakes us up to where we see that guy trying to take us out. Ha! Come at me next time. And yeah, they did. They came at me next time. And I, I did this thing. It's called a breakdown. And you do. You just like, as they're coming, you just you spot them. You, you go, whoom, really low. And they go, whoo, right over top of you. It's awesome. And then you make the tackle. Anyway, I got really good at it. So made all league and everything. But doing just that. Doing my job. Being awake and being alert. So here's the thing is. As we worship, as we come together, and these, it's really a, a spirit and truth in song, in preaching, and in fellowship. It's all worship. When we worship the treasure, we are treasuring. As we hold up the pearl for all to see with full expression, don't be ashamed. It may be awkward and uncomfortable. In song, and preaching, and fellowship, we are prizing the pearl. And here's the, the beauty of it. As we are in, we're inviting people into the banquet. And the food is good and the water is fine. But don't miss out on savoring the food yourself 
engage in it, and invite others in. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Worship team, come on up. Father God, we just thank you for your love for us. The blessing of your spirit that none of us here deserve to be filled with your spirit. But you saw fit you to do this wonderful, peculiar, awkward, and even uncomfortable thing. And, and fill us up with your spirit. And for that we glory in you, Jesus. We lift you up, Jesus. We worship your holy name. We partake in your feast. Lord, feed us well. But give us enough and give us a little extra so we can feed others. In Jesus' name, we thank you that your spirit (laughs) fills us to overflowing. May our cups overflow. In Jesus' name, and may your goodness continue to pursue us, chase us, come after us. Come on, God, come after us, catch us. Mm, Thank you, Jesus. And we pray for those to come in to the kingdom, that their eyes would be opened, their souls would see you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Continue to move. Continue to move. Move in this city. Move in our churches. Move in our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.